The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey everybody, not Arch here again. We're going to keep doing this Sex Panther and Dr. Ern's college football show. Got to apologize for the way things ended for Friday's show, but you guys, if you were in there, if you were in the room with us live like Lucky is, you would see what a damn circus this is. We had Dr. having a good time, so let's stick with us. We're going to have fun, but this is uh, the Saturday talking about the big college football games of Saturday. You ready to do this, Doc? You know, now I know, you know, what Arch has to deal with every day. So, but yeah, I'm ready. I mean, if you, you know, maybe you can keep, uh, quit screwing up now. Sex Panther. <laughs> my name's not Craig. Okay. <laughs> I'll, All right. I'll, my bad. I'll, I think I'll, we got it under control now. How Arch keeps me yeah. on the show is, is uh, beyond me. Uh, yeah, the big ones. Here we go. The big games. Here we Here go. Here we go. This is All the right. big one, uh, or the big day. We'll start from the very, very top. God's team, my team, your favorite team, the Mighty Irish, going down to Orlando to take on the Cyclones, where a real Cyclone should be down in Florida. Uh, I'm seeing this thing dip down, down to three and a half. It was four and a half yesterday. I'm seeing three and a half now. Uh, what do you like here? Yeah, money coming in against uh, God's team, I guess, huh? Um, look, Iowa State is playing Notre Dame. Looks obviously historically Notre Dame, one of the biggest college football t- uh, programs of all time, if not the biggest. Uh, so this is a huge game and a huge spotlight for the Cyclones. Uh, I think they're going to have the full complement of the players in this game, and as far as I know, but the Irish will too, pretty much. So. Um, Look, Ohio State or Iowa State hasn't fared well in recent years versus Power Five teams outside of the Big Twelve, uh, so that's maybe a little bit of the narrative here. Uh, both teams do some similar things offensively, so I'm not sure if that leans to the under uh, or not. But it's got me off the over in this game. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm ever so slightly leaning uh, Iowa State in this one. So what if you take us take us through this one, uh, Sex Panther? Well, you know, a lot of these bowl games, I, I try to find motivation for the teams to show up. And, you know, Notre Dame, they they lost really the, their two-game schedule, right? They played two games, played Georgia really, really tough, and got embarrassed in that monsoon against the horrors of Ann Arbor. But other than that, they, they looked really good and pretty dominant through that back half of the season after that Virginia Tech game. Uh, Iowa State, you know, lost three of their last five, um, losing to – or they beat Kansas and then lost to Kansas State to wrap up the season. Uh, I think Notre Dame's got the motivation here to get that 11th win. Um, you know, Brian Kelly spoke yesterday about wanting to really increase, get into the top five of recruiting. Um, and, and I think that starts here by putting on a show on a national stage. Ian Book's last game, uh, he's a senior. This will be his last game, so I think he wants to show up strong. So I, I like Notre Dame here. Um, I kind of hate that that the line is kind of moving the wrong direction, but, hey, if I can get them at a cheaper price, I'll take it. I will bet the Irish here, minus three and a half. Wow, okay, so you don't even need the money line here. You just you think they got it. I think, yeah, I, I, I think they'll, I think they'll get it. A couple, couple of those offensive line guys, I think, went out for the year. Um, do you think that uh, this is the game where that affects uh, Notre Dame's ability to score at all? Is this game maybe go under with the defense that Iowa State has? Well, you know, it, it's this is going to be one of them Jekyll and Hyde games, right? Because the offensively combined, these guys can get about seventy-five points per game, but defensively they're at about 43 points per game. So it's kind of like which one shows up. I expect some points to be scored here. Iowa State can score. Notre Dame can score. Uh, I think I would probably lean towards the over here. (laughs) You know, just as you're saying all that, I'm like, I'm liking a little bit more of the under here. I'm going to at least lean the under in this game. And uh, yeah, although you're, you're, yeah, it's scary too because both of these, Teams have that quick strike capability. So, but I'll lean under. I'll lean under. I swear, sometimes you got a little arch in you. I think you just fade me because I'm Sex Panther. Well, uh, <laughs> we'll move on. There's a one more noon game. Both of these are noon kickoff games. This other one should be a fun one. Uh, the best mid major of the uh, out of the Power Five, Memphis, will take on Penn State in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl down there in. Dallas, Texas, uh, got Penn State as the favorite, minus seven points. What say you, good doctor? Seven points down in Texas, this Cotton Bowl game. So the biggest bowl game, I believe, in Memphis uh, football history. Uh, James Franklin, he's trying to say all the right things to get his team fired up to play this group of five team. Uh, one thing I think I weigh a little bit in these bowl games is is – the teams uh, that lost the previous season. So I think, you know, especially games that they were expected to win. So Penn State lost, I think it was to, to Kentucky last year's bowl game, and they were expected to win. They were the favorite. So I think a lot of times they clean it up and they come out ready for the, the following year's uh, bowl matchup. Uh, so Memphis, not an overly tough schedule this year. They escaped playing their nemesis uh, UCF this season, I believe. Uh, tight end um, 
Magnific- Magnifico. He's going to be out. TJ Carter, he got injured early in uh, the first round versus Cincinnati. He's still going to be out. Um, I think when you look at Penn State Tate's schedule, it's a little bit more press. It looks a little bit more impressive than it actually is. You know, they dropped that uh, Michigan dropped that uh, tying touchdown at the end. Uh, Michigan State that win. You know, Michigan State was terrible with all those injuries. If you look at the Minnesota game, they lost to Minnesota. Um, there was a touchdown game versus uh, Indiana. The Ohio State game was 11 points, but the Buckeyes basically did everything wrong to keep that to a two-score game. Rutgers, uh, they only beat Rutgers 27-6. to That seems a little bit light there. Uh, but I just think the Nittany Lions are better. Um, Norvell is gone for Memphis now. I don't think Memphis is going to do anything unique in this game. I think they, they sold out to beat Cincinnati twice, so all their cards are on the table. And, uh, you know, the Nittany Lions were able to, to scout that out pretty good. Um, so for me to think Penn State's not going to win this game, especially with the Memphis injuries, uh, I don't see anyone really sitting out for Penn State. So I'm going to lean Penn State. Oh, man. I thought you were actually going to bet a game here. I'm so close uh, to betting it. Yeah, I'm – the injuries from Memphis kind of has me uh, slightly concerned, but look, I'm not on Penn State at all. I've not been a Penn State believer. I think they've been kind of overrated all season. You pointed out um, quite well how mediocre they were against, um, you know, better competition. Uh, Ohio State did everything they could to keep that game close. That, that should have been a four or five touchdown game. Uh, I thought Indiana should have beaten Penn State. Uh, and Minnesota, like you said, did. And then that one, they really controlled that game. So against better competition, Penn State has really not shown up. Uh, and I think that Memphis probably is going to fall in that better competition. They beat SMU. They beat Cincinnati twice. Um, they, this, this is a really good team. Norvell not being there, I think, for me is the wild card. Um, but I think they'll be okay. Uh, seven points. I think they can keep it that close. I'm not going to bet it, but I will lean Memphis uh, plus those seven points. Over-under is 60.5, 60 and a half. What do you think about that? Uh, I think in this game, I did have uh, a little bit of a read on it. I forgot which way I went, though. <laughs> I don't have any notes on it. So, no, no, no. I, I would I would think I would probably lean a little bit here towards the under uh, in this game because I think Penn State's defense is really good. I'm not super sh- sold on their offense, uh, although I do believe KJ Hamler is uh, good to go um, on the offensive side. And, yeah, I, I think I'm just going to lean under in this game because I think Penn State's defense is so good. Yeah, Penn State's defense is pretty good. Memphis offense is really good. You know, the last five games, Penn State and their competition only would have eclipsed this 60 points once and that was against indiana who can put up some points memphis i think is going to be a lot like indiana can put up some points uh so i'm gonna have to lean the over here gonna have to lean the over yeah i can't blame you there it could could go either way i mean both these teams can score obviously so now we get to the big ones the must-see tv get your get your beverages get your pizza get your wings Get down in front of the couch and get ready for some slobber knockers. We'll start with the Peach Bowl, Boomer Sooner, and those Bayou Bengals. This line is absolutely incredibly huge. LSU 
minus 14 points. I know you've loved these Bengals all season long. You like them here? I like them. I don't know if I like them against the number four team in the country uh, who's giving up 14 points on a neutral field. Uh, look, if there's in, – in this game – as far as Oklahoma is concerned, you know, going into the Big 12 title game, I talked about a couple of things. One of them was the Oklahoma turnovers, and, and nothing changed for Oklahoma as far as that concerned. When they played their last game against Baylor, they were up 10-0 again early. It looked like they made cruise. Then Hertz has two turnovers that resulted in short fields, uh, 10 points for Baylor. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, this is a ball game. Um, and then the second thing I talked about was that Oklahoma defense that I wasn't sold on yet. And they gave up a couple kind of inexplicable big plays in the second half against Baylor, gave Baylor a chance to win. So the line actually opened up at 12 and a half uh, since then. And there's been a couple key Sooners that have con been confirmed out, a couple because of suspensions and, and one because of uh, injury. Uh, the defensive end Perkins. 13 and a half tackles for loss this season, six sacks. He's going to be out. Turner Yell, he's out for injury, I think a collarbone. He's their second leading tackler. And then the the second running back, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, he's going to be out for suspension as well. I think that's a big deal because they lost Trey Sermon earlier in the year. So they do have uh, their number one guy still there. Um forgetting his name off the top of my head, but they're definitely going to be thin at the running back positions. So – I don't think we're we're still not sure if um, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to play in this game. The last I knew, uh, LSU is they're on a mission. Okay, and I certainly don't want to step in front of the Tigers right now, especially um, you know this Oklahoma team playing, you know, with that running back out the tight end for Oklahoma, Calcaterra, he was out earlier this year. He's a big tight end target for them. He's been out the second half of the season. Uh, so this Oklahoma offense isn't quite as potent as it was earlier in the year. I think though, Oklahoma is still capable of the backdoor cover here at 14 points. So I'm not going to bet LSU in this game. Um, but uh, look, if, Given the choice between the over and the under here, I think I would go – I'll leave that to after I get your thoughts on the game. Yeah, this game, this is uh, – that, that's such a big number, 14 points. Um, the, the funny thing, though, is you go back and look at uh, LSU's last, you know, five games, you have to go back to the Alabama game to find a game that was within 14 points. They, they've just absolutely – ran roughshaw over everybody they've played all season long, including that SEC title game where they just beat Georgia down to a bloody pulp. Sorry, Lucky. I had to put that in there. But, um, yeah, Oklahoma, they're, they're turnover prone. They're mistake prone. Um, and, look, Jalen Hurts is their leading rusher. Like, so I don't even know how much of a rushing attack they have. Jalen Hurts ran for 1,255 yards and 18 touchdowns. Uh, so a, a phenomenal season, and that's the other thing. Hertz uh, knows this LSU defense. You know, played in the SEC uh, for all those years down in Alabama. So um, I think that might help a little bit. But man, LSU just is so good, and uh, Burroughs has been so good at quarterback. It's just, I can't go against LSU. I'm not going to bet it because that's just too many damn points. But I will lean LSU minus the 14. 
you alluded to that over under 75 and a half. That's a huge number. Yeah. And, and, you know, my first thought on this game, when I saw the line come out or when, when, when I thought about this match, I was like, Hey, if this over under is anything less than a hundred, take the over, uh, that might be a, a slight exaggeration, but uh, I don't see anything here that's going to get me off of an overplay. Um, you know, LSU's defense has shown that they can get gas from time to time. And, and you know, Jalen Hurts is pretty tough to bring down. He's so fast as a runner, and they've been running him a lot. So I like the over here. Um, yeah, I mean, I got to bet some of them. I'll bet the over in this game. Yeah, I, you know, on the on the national stage, a college football semifinal, I just got to think that the defenses are going to have to make some plays here. So that's a big number. Um, you you put in the fourteen point line, that gets you down to like forty four to thirty, somewhere around there, forty five. I think that's a, just a, a tall tall ass. So I'll probably I go with the under here. Cool, and well. that. And that brings us to. Is that a bet for you? Is that a bet for you, six fans? No, I don't. I don't bet over unders. I don't bet over unders. That'll bring us down to the final game. Could this could almost be a national title game in itself? It's such a good game. Clemson, Ohio State, Fiesta Bowl, Phoenix, Arizona. Clemson minus two. Doc, what do you got? I don't know about you, but I was pretty surprised to see Ohio State as an underdog in this one. Look, if there's anybody that can match up with this Clemson offense that that ripped Bama on new one in last year's title game, it's Ohio State. Uh, they've got NFL guys coming off the bench at every level, including the all-important secondary versus the Clemson wide receiver matchup, you know, Trevor Lawrence there. Um, that, that secondary for Ohio State can cover. Here's an interesting thing. Fields, I believe, was quoted as saying he was 80 to 85%. So I'm not really sure uh, what to make about that. I believe it's still from that U of M game where he uh, briefly exited before coming back and throwing a touchdown pass. Um, so this is basically the same Clemson offense that, that lit up Bama last year. So uh, the, although their offensive coordinator, he's leaving uh, for um, S- South Florida, uh, U- USF. Um, I'd assume he's coaching in this one, though. Uh, but look, uh, as good as an offense as Clemson has, and, and maybe Fields is not 100%, I still haven't seen anyone that can stop the Buckeyes, and their defense is, is the best. I think it's better than Clemson's. So I think Ohio State should be favored here, and I'm going to bet the Buckeyes plus the points. Yeah, I, I think the big thing here is the fact that Clemson has pretty much gone all season untested, right? They, they've not seen anybody on either side of the ball as good as Ohio State. Ohio State is uh, one of the best on offense. They've been beating teams to a bloody pulp. And like you said, that their defense has been really, really good. Now, Clemson's going to score. They're going to score some points on this Ohio State defense, but I don't know that they're going to score enough to win this game. Um, Ohio State has just got so much talent. Uh, And like you mentioned, Fields being 80, 85%. 85% of Fields is 
200% better than any quarterback Clemson's faced all season. So um, he'll, he'll be good to go for this game. I'm in complete agreement with you here. I think um, Ohio State, they've played down in uh, the Fiesta Bowl many times, so they're very familiar with the uh, the field down there, the the venue. I like Ohio State, um, you know, plus the two, but, you know, plus two, you, you money line it, you get plus 105, maybe pick up an extra 15 bucks. But, yeah, uh, I like the Buckeyes over under 63. Kind of got to pick your poison here. You like an offensive game or a defensive game? Yeah, pick your pick your poison again with uh, Ohio State because, right? I mean, they've got that offense that can't be stopped. They've got a defense that I think is the best. Uh, but both these teams, <laughs> if you look at the Clemson side, they got the same offense basically that they had last year, and then they've got a good defense as well. So I don't know. I think uh, for me, I, I over under wise, gosh. Um, I would have to go maybe lean. I really don't know. I, I would have to lean over because, like you said, I think Clemson, they've got to score at least some, right? They've got such a good offense and so many good weapons. And uh, I think Ohio State's going to score. So I'm, I'm going to lean over here. Yeah, you go through and statistically look at these two teams. Offensively combined, they should put up over 90 points. But defensively combined, they only give up about 23. So it really is. Which way do you think this is going to go? I'm going to I'm going to go the same direction as I did with the uh, LSU Oklahoma game. I think the big show, the defenses have got to show up, make some stops. Um, these are two top tier um, defenses. Uh, I know the offenses are good, but I really think the defenses are going to make some stops here. So I'm going to lean on the under here for that. Um, that's it for Saturday's games. You got any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up? No. Um, it's uh, hey, Here we are, crunch time. Um, and we'll, we hopefully will have uh, maybe one more show uh, in a few days here uh, to talk about the rest of the, to the bowl games. But uh, And then maybe we'll talk about the national championship game as well. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, been a good time. And uh, good to be back talking some football with you again sex panther uh always enjoy it in case uh you know listeners didn't know the doc and i have been friends for man 15 plus years play poker together so we know each other pretty well and um this is fun uh thanks to arch for turning us loose sorry for the editing you might have to do maybe we got through this one and you don't have to do too much damage but you guys know the deal jump on discord let us know what you got going on, what you think of these games, what your plays are. And uh, when it's all said and done, kids, we're all on the same team. And let's make some money, fools. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.